It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to a, a, an episode of Mets Musings that's completely different, but one that I'm really excited about. And for the third week in a row, we've got my good buddy Jeff Cullen on from Baseball and Barbecue, but it's completely different. He just came back from Port St. Lucie, Florida, and he was at the Mets Fantasy Camp, and he's going to tell us all about it. Jeff, welcome back again three weeks in a row to Mets Musings. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Pleasure to be back. Jeff, you, you went on the Mets fantasy camp. And for those who don't know, the Mets every year, I think for the last, I don't know, did they even did they say how many years they've been doing this? Or? It's, been over, it's been over 20 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, they have this, uh, I guess you'd call it a spring training type program, but it's for regular people and you pay and, and you get certain, you know, uh, Perks along there, you get uh, the uh, the uniform and whatnot, and, and uh, a couple of uniforms actually, right? A home uh, and away, yeah. Home and away, and uh, you you get to play and and be coached by uh, former Met players and coaches, and then uh, as I remember reading about it, they have a competition. You get uh, split up into teams and you have a little competition and then there's an award dinner and all yeah. of that. And, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, like a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff went this year and he's going to tell us about it. So how, how was it? Uh, your, your feelings, just uh, quick, your initial feelings of it. And then how did it break down in the week and uh, uh, I'm just gonna let you go and talk a little <laughs> bit about it. All right, thanks, Gary. It was it was a bucket list item that I always wanted to do, but usually it was held in February, and it's just the timing just didn't work out. And this year they moved it to November, and it just happened to work out. And uh, I was very fortunate to be able to go. It was an experience of my life. It really was. They treat you like a, a player. I mean, yeah, I know we're all we're all amateurs, but they actually treated you. Like a player, they you go into the 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 trainer's room, they rub you down, they they, you know, they ice you up, they they actually <laughs> like they would do any any player. So let me just tell you about how it went. So the first day uh, we get there was Sunday. We go check in, uh, go into our lockers, we just put our stuff away, and then we just go out and just throw the ball around, take some batting practice. And at night, uh, Sunday night, there was a, a welcome dinner, and they uh, introduced the. Uh, all the, all the coaches and former players and yours truly had to be introduced as a rookie. So there are a lot of veterans there. <laughs> people do this. They've done this. They come yeah. every year. They People have been doing it 20 years, 10 years. So there's a lot of the 
people, a lot of repeat people. So these coaches know who they, these people are. So I was a rookie. So I had to stand up, say who I was, you know, why I'm there, blah, blah, blah. So it was, uh, you know, it was in front of like 100, 150 people, which I'm not <laughs> used to doing. <laughs> so uh, that was the first day. And then uh, Monday, we started with the competition. But we first, we had to get drafted. And they don't know how we, we are. So they had a, uh, I guess, a workout. We went to different stations. They did some infield practice, and the coaches assessed you. The infield was run by Eduardo Alfonso and Kevin Baez. And so we did some infield practice. And then the outfield practice, it was run by uh, Ron Svoboda and Mookie Wilson, Andy Chavez, and Joe Youngblood. So that was that was pretty good. So Nuclear Wilson was very funny. He goes, listen, guys, you paid a lot of money. I don't want you diving on my field. There was no diving, <laughs> none of that at all. So U.S. truly opened his mouth and said, we can't do a Ron Svoboda catch. And Svoboda goes, there is no Ron Svoboda catches on this Mookie field. <laughs> oh. so, yeah. So after that, we did some hitting, uh, did some you know, just soft toss. And then we uh, went to lunch. And, you know, we uh, got a little rub down from the people who need ice, get iced. And then they did the draft. The coaches went into their private meeting. They did a draft. And then at, at lunch, they announced the teams. And then we went out for our first game. And uh, it was great. I was drafted on to Dyer's Straits, which is Duffy Dyer and Ron Svoboda. And you know what? I mean, they had a lot of coaches there. But, I mean, I, I was seven years old in 1969. These guys were, you know, these guys <laughs> on Ron Svoboda's and Duffy Dyer's team was it was a dream come true it was really uh, that yeah yeah, yeah. and uh you know uh how did did they move you from position to position or did they let you did they ask you do you want to play a certain position or what did you play uh how did that did anybody really I, I you know you know I'm not gonna name names and you don't have to answer this but did anybody like embarrass themselves or is is it all it's all in good fun right absolutely everything's in good fun no one was expecting everybody to be the, the superstars but they were some really good players players who go down there every year and they know who they are the pitcher our pitcher was very good he's been doing it 10 years mm -hmm. uh so but we there's 11 11 uh, players per team everybody bats everybody okay. bats Right. Me being the rookie, they had no idea where I did, you know. So I, uh, I just sat on the bench for the first couple of innings, and then this, uh, this guy comes over and he says, you know, why don't you take third base for a little while? All right, so I went to third base my first game, right? And I tell you, I, I, I have a new appreciation of, 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 playing, <laughs> of, 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 oh my god, that throw is that, that's a that's hard a throw. throw. That yeah, is a long is. throw. I, if I got yeah. it on there four hops, I was like, oh, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> Well, so, you know, uh, I was a catcher and I, I I played third base and I played first base. So I, I know what you're saying about the long throws. So it, it is a long throw, especially if you're on the bag. If yeah. you're over by the bag and you it looks like it's an eternity away, you know, it's it's really uh, forever. But uh, um, now you say people come back year after year. Um can they, how does that work? I mean, do they, like, if you went back next year, would you, uh, and Swoboda wanted you, who, and Duffy Dyer wanted you, would you go back to that team or would they, is there some kind of rule where you have to go and experience another team or how does that, any idea about that at all? 
Uh, I think it, it's just a, a the draft, whatever draft just order. Draft. It is. Yes, that's all. Okay. It is. Uh-huh. I, I tell you what, I will not be uh, moving up in the draft order anytime soon. I can tell you that. <laughs> now, yeah, come on, you got some great pictures, Dan. I, I wish uh, I knew you. how to do this, but uh, I, I really don't. So, uh, but there was some nice form on those pictures there, Jeff. Uh, swinging a bat there, really good form. Let's see if we can get to uh, do something. But uh, I tell you what, the first two days, I mean, I hit uh, you know some ground balls. I hit a little soft line or two, the shortstop. I got no hits the first couple of days, and I was like. Oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass myself. Uh, so uh, Wednesday, was it Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday, I got into the, uh, yeah, there's my form right there. <laughs> yeah, it looks good to me. It looked nice level swing. Yeah. <laughs> Eye on a <the> ball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, during, uh, in between lunch and this, uh, the first and second game, I went to the batting cage by myself just to hit off the tee. Just to get a little couple of practice, and you know, the thriller Ron Swoboda comes into the batting cage and just gives me a couple of tips. I mean, I'm just standing there by myself, and here comes Ron Swoboda <laughs> and, and gives me uh, these tips. Next game, two singles and a triple. Wow! Yeah, that's my Were first you single. <laughs> oh my god! My first single. I go. Oh, I got a batting average, and uh, so that was great. That was. That was, that was Fun. Now tell tell me that that ninety feet's a long way as well. It certainly is. I <laughs> one one hit, I hit a little scribbler down the down the third base line, and who knows if it went foul or not. I was just huffing and puffing going down the first base. I, I finally get the first base, and the first baseman says foul ball. <laughs> oh, I said, <laughs> I said, you guys, hold on. I'm going to take a while to get back to first. <laughs> Give me oxygen, right? Yes, exactly. And yeah, they had a lot of pinch hitters. A lot of people couldn't run. They had injuries. And oh. they, actually, they actually had a pinch hitter who stood by the box. Who stood by okay. the bench, And then they ran as soon as the ball was hit. So there's a, oh, there's, nice. there's a couple of weird rules. There was no pass balls. There was no stealing. Well, that's, you yeah. know, that's, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's. You know, if you if you're going in and you end up being a catcher there, now see, I would probably be tempted to catch if I went, but with my knees, I wouldn't be any good. So, well, yeah, Gary, I tell you, the people of all ages, you have to be. I think minimum age you have to be a thirty, but there was people uh, in their seventies. Now, is there people that go that don't participate? I mean, that uh, don't fully. Well, I, I guess you could take get a pinch runner, right, or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know about playing the field though. Did they play the field then? Some yeah. of these older people. Yeah, they do. They stick they you do. in the outfield probably, so well, you don't I, have to. I started in right field, and then uh, our left fielder actually broke his ankle on, oh. on, a, on a catch. They moved me to left field, and I made a couple of good catches. You know, it was all right. I I I was a terrible outfielder. Mm-hmm. I I could not. A fly ball, I couldn't judge him. It's hard. It really it's is hard. Hard, yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I don't. This is about you, so I don't want to make it about me. But I can remember, um, first night game I ever played. I, it, my brother was the coach actually, and he stuck me in at first base. So I had practice at first base. I think I played it in one game, but I wasn't really too familiar with first base, you know, and. Uh, and then it was a night game 
to Booth. And I always had a problem, uh, even as a catcher, you know, foul pops usually had the backstop, so you didn't worry about it at, at that time. But I remember, so it's the first or second inning, there's a pop flying, and I look up at it, and I swear it's over by third base, you know? And uh, my buddy is playing second, and he's, I hear him coming over, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and the ball seems to be drifting over more towards me. Mm-hmm. And it's coming over, and it's coming. I figure he'll get it. He, you know, he's drifting over, blah, blah, blah. And it's coming, it's coming down. And then he says to me, You take it. And I'm I'm like in a fraction of a second, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and at the, at, you know, and and the other reaction is, you know, this playing ball, you do have a reaction. The glove hand goes up. And even when you go to the ballpark today, I don't know if you do that, but I do that. If a ball is coming my way, yeah. I, my reaction is to, to move towards it. Sure. So I stuck my glove up and thank God I had a big first baseman's glove and the ball went right in it, but I had no idea what the, but you know, you got to fake it, right? You got to make yeah. it look like, yeah, I had yeah. it all the way. Here you go. You know, <laughs> but that, that's just a side story, but uh, I, I, it is not an easy thing. It is not to judge, uh, judge a fly ball. And people think it is, you know, when you see a guy, it will misplay it or whatever. No, and I, I never got the hang about running to the spot because I never played outfield. I was always an infielder or a catcher, mm-hmm. and and so. But that's enough about me. So, um, <laughs> so you get there, you get in the locker room, you have your your welcome dinner and everything. You out the first day, you get drafted. Yeah. What's in the locker room when you get there? What's in the locker? Uh, you get they they hung up a couple of shirts for you. They hung up your uh, your uniform. They have a what they call a, a laundry loop. So your laundry goes on this kind of loop, and they just you just put it in the laundry. They do all your laundry, do your all your, your uniforms. Uh, there was a, a, a shorts, a couple of uh, Mets fantasy camp T-shirts. I ordered a baseball bag, a bat, uh, a couple of things just, and they had it in there for me. So you can was, order extras yeah. on top of things. Yes. And they can they have okay. it, they leave it for you there. Of course, my problem is trying to get them home because I have a room in my- <laughs> on the airport on the airlines. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so I ship my I actually ship my baseball bat back. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Now so uh so when you sign up, what do they do? They send you a, a questionnaire about sizes and yes, exactly. Uh, exactly uh, and the bat, the what do you do with the bat? They they ask you how your ounces and length or well, well for these for your uniform, they actually ask you what your suit size is. That's how they go by it. So I had a you know a forty four short or whatever, and and uh, that and luckily because there's no t- onside tailoring, it, it fit me pretty well. <laughs> a buddy of mine had his uh, uniform from last year or last time he went and uh, he said it was a little snug so oh. you know, <laughs> but for the uh, equipment they actually send you a, a form for Rawlings so it has, oh, okay. uh, you, you can order any baseball bat a helmet uh, a, a baseball glove with the New York Mets insignia I had a glove so I didn't order that but I did order right. a bat and, and a helmet and, and a baseball bag and uh, things like that. You bring your own shoes. You can actually order shoes if you want. I bought my own uh, you know, cleats. 
Yeah. So they yeah. give you a form, and it's, it, that, that's extra, obviously, but they, they're deeply discounted. So that, yeah. that was good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow. That is, is, is uh, it's terrific. Now, do you, years ago, they used to have uh, where they would have a game at City Field or Shea Stadium. Do they still do that? From what I understand, it's not going to happen this year. What they're trying to do is have a reunion down at uh, Port St. Lucie during spring training. Oh, okay. I haven't gotten information on that, so that's uh, more to come. But yeah, in the, in the past, they've had all the teams line up on the outfield grass and introduce them. Yeah, but, uh, I don't think they're doing that anymore this year. But that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you're in the midst of the games. You got some hits and everything. Yeah. And what, what, what do you do at night then? What, I mean, is this what time does this start? Like eight o'clock in the morning? Is it I, the? I got to the uh, clubhouse about seven a.m. They serve you breakfast. They serve you lunch. Uh, I, I, I went to the training room to get the that little stretched out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they stretch you out. They have all the things there for you. Uh, they actually have a what they a, a whirlpool, a hot tub, and a cold bath. I mean, this is freezing water. People go in it, I guess, to you know, <clears throat> to help with the recovery. And I actually wanted it up to my my knees because I wasn't going to go anymore. And yes. I was in there maybe 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm going, I'm out, I'm out. Can't do, can't do the freeze ones. <laughs> went, went directly to the hot tub. And they also, you know, just like a clubhouse, they have the beer and the water and, and, and the, the protein shakes, anything you want. Just it, it's wow. there for you. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty cool. I went to the hot tub. Somebody, I have an extra beer. You want one? Yeah. So I threw me over the beer and, you know, had a beer in the hot tub. Um, Pitchers got their arms, uh, arms uh, iced up in between games. Now, pitchers only can pitch one uh, once a game, one, one, once a day. Okay. So, well, that so makes we had, sense. Yeah, yeah, we had a pitcher who pitched, you know, all three days, but, you know, he pitched once a day. Pitched once a day. Now, it, did you play double headers? Were they single yeah. games? No, double, double headers? Nine o'clock in the morning, nine to 11, or whenever the game ended, break for lunch, then two to four, and then uh, your nighttime activities. Okay, and what did they have nighttime activities in that you could speak about? Yeah, yes, <laughs> I can speak about this. Yes, uh, but some things that stay in the clubhouse stay in the clubhouse. You know that. <laughs> but yes. uh, we actually uh, had a uh, casino night. Ah, uh, yeah, they gave you uh, and you played for chips. It was fake money. Uh, you played for chips. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The more chips you accumulate, the more tickets you get for prizes or. or Memorabilia that you can, you know, put in like a, a box or something, and they they choose right. whoever won. My friend won right. a uh, JD Davis helm signed helmet, but that was nice. So oh, yeah, so it's nice. This was, yeah, this this uh, casino I took place in the <clears throat> in the Clover Park uh, locker room, in the McLock room, which is very nice. I mean, they had murals on top of the locker. There's Tom Siva, David Wright, Eduardo Alfonso, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Cranepool, and uh, and Dwight Gooden, who happened to be there. He was there and he was, we were playing a blackjack and he was playing below his, his mural. He, you know, I, he didn't really realize it. So he said, hey, Doc looked up and there he is with, with the, uh... yeah, so that was good. I, I'm, I found out I'm not good at Texas Hold'em. <laughs> so so it's, all have... it's all encompassing then. I mean, they yeah. keep you busy the whole week. Yes. Oh yeah, and then uh, Wednesday night they had a what they call kangaroo court, and it was uh, it was really funny. The judges were uh, Coach Bobby Wine and Doug Flynn, who's the uh, the commissioner of the 
of the uh, tournament. Yeah, yeah. And actually, they actually came in in robes and a, and that that white hat, you know, the white wig with the curls. Yeah, 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 the yeah. The powdered wig. <laughs> so oh, one day, uh, one day we went out stretching, and uh, Doug Flynn noticed not not the whole camp went out stretching. So he called. He said, "This guy, guys, listen, you guys are Doug's guys. When I call Doug's guys up at a uh, kangaroo court, you guys stand up." So I did, you know, I, I stood up and everybody who did not stand up was fine because they did not go to the, uh, the workout. <laughs> and, and they didn't a, know. <laughs> no, and it all went to charity. Uh, Doug Flynn has this, this charity called Home for the Heroes. He did it with Johnny Bench and it's, it's a worthwhile charity. And so all the money was raised. I mean, it was all good fun, but, but they had a, an auction for uh, Steve Tractor was there. And uh, if you remember Steve Tractor, he was the human ranger life. Yes. So Doug, <laughs> Doug Flynn uh, plays this up. We have one uh, exclusive bobblehead of Steve Tracks, only one of a dozen ever made. And this is up for auction. And so, you know, it's, it's for auction. It started bidding, you know, 50 bucks. It went up to 100 bucks. This thing sold for over $1,500. Wow. Yeah. And it went with the charity. I mean, it, it, and <laughs> this guy, uh, well, can I get the uh, bobblehead signed? Steve Tracks, well, I'll cost you 20 bucks. <laughs> So, <laughs> so then this thing was auctioned off. It was, it was very funny. And uh, 10 minutes later, lo and behold, we have another Steve Trackle bobblehead doll. We'll start the bidding at five bucks. <laughs> so uh, that, was, that, that was pretty funny. funny. And he, uh, yeah. they, that, that was more of a wine and cheese uh, type of uh, event. So I happened, my wife and my cousin happened to uh, come out uh, to visit and uh, we went out to dinner uh, at the local restaurant and sitting in the local restaurant, I kid you not, it was uh, Johannes Hespedes. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's not part of the coaches or anything like that. He just happened to be there, happened to be at the restaurant. He must live in, in the area. And, I think uh, his farm is, remember when he had the whole yeah. farm thing yeah. and, and that one year at Syndergaard rode the horse in yeah. and he had all the cars every day. So yeah, I don't think he's far from there. No, so, so yeah, he was in the restaurant with us. Um, and so uh, you mentioned a lot of the players and the coaches and everything. Are yeah. they? Uh, well, obviously, they're nice to everybody. I mean, it's oh. it's a whole different thing than when they were playing, where they maybe you know they're tired or whatever. So, um, is there like an autograph session, or you just do it on your own, or is it not allowed? How does that work out? You can bring anything you want. Uh, and you do it when, when you can. I mean, uh, you go in the locker room, you, you, at the field, and anytime, anytime you want people. I, I basically bought pictures. I mean, I got a couple of balls signed, but I basically bought pictures for everybody to sign. I, I knew who was going to be there. Um, some people bought you know, their, their memorabilia to sign. Yeah. Stuff like that. Bats. I mean, I had Mookie Wilson sign my bat. Uh, so that bat's not going to be used anymore. That'll go up on my wall somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Let me uh, tell you some of the. I tell you, Joel Youngblood looks fantastic. The man is seventy years old, and he is just looks fantastic. Well, I, I saw the picture you took with him, and and, jeez, yeah, uh, he does look fantastic. He does. Uh, he spells very funny. Uh, I tell you, Eric Hillman. I only remember Eric Hillman from the I guess nineties yeah. or. He's hilarious. This guy he's is, a big guy too, isn't he? Six, seven, six, eight. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. yeah, he's a big yeah. guy. 
uh, Letty Harris, he was going around, he was going around, around saying, just watch, see the ball, hit the ball. That's all you need. See the ball, hit the ball. <laughs> he was, he was pretty good. Todd Pratt was amazing. We had one oh, rookie, Todd, right? yeah. one rookie coach this year was Josh Tolley, who just uh, retired. Josh Tolley, yeah, yeah. I said you caught the only no. That's right. Caught uh, Santana's no hitter. Yes, and I told him he's he, he never. That's never going to be broken. He's it's, they're not going to pitch no hitters anymore. Full game no hitters. <laughs> and I said you were traded for uh, you trade for for Travis Steiner, who just won the World Series. That's no, right. No, 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 no. Travis Steiner was traded for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was so funny. I tell you, some of these guys are the nicest guy. But I got to tell you about Duffy and Ron Sabota. So I was in the hotel when uh, Duffy was there. And Ron Sabota walks in and sees, they see each other. This team, this 69 team, they just, they were, were so happy. Yeah. They were so close. They were just, they hugged each other. They were just yeah. so close. Yeah. yeah. And they, it was just fantastic to see that, that camaraderie still after all these years. And they, and now. they uh, bust each other's chops at the, uh, <laughs> at, at the, at the, uh, the, the oh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the kangaroo court. Was saying that oh you know Sabota and, and Duffy Dye came up and they're, they're talking hey, you know see the backup catcher for the Mets and, and Duffy Dye gives this look like what <laughs> it's just very funny but they they can kill each other you know so it's it very funny. Now in your other persona, as a podcast uh, co-host, mm-hmm. you've actually interviewed a number of these people: Ron Sabota, Barry uh-huh. Lyons. Uh, Todd Pratt. Todd Pratt. Uh, did you mention that to them, and or did they remember? Did you mention it at all that you have a podcast? And uh, I, I did. I did. Yeah, Hojo was there. Hojo was was there. Hojo. Yeah. Another and, guy. And yeah. Todd Pratt. Yeah. They they remembered. They they said, you know, that was, had a lot of fun. You know, they they calling me by my name. You know how Jeff. They actually asked how Len was. I mean, you know, so. Uh, yeah, it, it was great. It was great. At the time, though, I, I got, did get able to get two short interviews on my uh, on my phone for for the podcast. So, uh, looking forward to releasing that in the near future. And uh, you didn't mention Mets musings at all to them. I, uh, I, <laughs> I did wear a uh, Mets musing T-shirt though when I was down there. Oh, nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Wobota doesn't remember or Barry Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Tolley, what's he doing now? He is going to open up a facility in upstate New York near Binghamton. He's got some partners, gonna, you know, t- some type of uh, athletic, athletic uh, facility. Now, yeah. what, were you a- able to get any emails or anything for future interviews or just I, a short two that you got? I, I got a couple phone numbers. Ah, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. And now what will you do? Will you call them up and say I, you know, uh I'll I'll text them. I'll say, you know, this is Jeff from Fantasy Camp and they'll probably go, "Who? Who are you?" <laughs> but though, these wow. guys were they, they were very very nice. I mean, nobody was, you know, more uh they, they I tell you Andy Chavez this guy was fantastic. I mean, this guy looks terrific. He's, He's in so great cool. shape, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, friendly. And you want yeah. a picture with anybody? No problem. 
Yeah, it it seemed like they were up. They were game for anything, uh-huh. and uh, nobody uh, really, uh, you know, uh, would do anything. Any anybody? You said Gooden came in. Anybody what else like surprise? Uh, uh, Terry Collins was Terry there. Collins, Terry Collins was a surprise. We did not know he was going to make an appearance. So right. That was really right. You know, a surprise. The only thing is uh, that. Uh, Clint Hurdle couldn't make it because he he got he came down with food poisoning and, and, and yeah make it. yeah and I was lockering right next to him so, <laughs> so oh but that happens that happens <laughs> so and then so when- uh, tournament happens we we get knocked out in the last we didn't make the championship game but every team gets to play in the stadium in, in Clover Park instead of oh the wow yeah. yeah the actual the, the yeah. stadium at the um the Mets play the spring training games in. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and and St. Lucie plays their home games in. Exactly. Yes. Wow. And so you're on the whole facility then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had our pictures, team pictures taken at the facility as well, as, as well at, at in Clover Park as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget it's Clover Park now. They keep changing it all the time. Right, right. Uh, and the championship <laughs> game, which we were not a part of was in Clover Park and um, um, my friend won, which I'm very happy for him. And uh, so they, uh, they won the champ. They actually got a, you know, trophy. They, they actually got the, it's like a Stanley Cup. I drink out of the trophy. They got their t-shirts. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. So, now one of the pictures that you, you uh, put up on Facebook, if anybody wants to see the pictures. Yep. Um, I saw a lot of trophies in the background. Is that, uh, did they give out trophies and that's awards night. Yes, they definitely give out yes. awards night. Every team, every uh, the winning team gets a little trophy that says champion. Uh, okay. There's the uh, there's the Doc Gooden Award for best pitcher, the Gary Carter Award for best catcher, uh, Hojo Award for best average, uh, the the Tom McKenna Award for p- the person who's in the train in the room the most. <laughs> <laughs> and each each team had an MVP, and they gave out a little uh, little trophy for that as well. So. Yeah, that was. Uh, did the uh, did you come home with any hardware this year? <laughs> not this year, no. Sorry to say, sorry to say, not this year. I tell well, you, what, Buzz Capra was uh, this guy. He pitched in the seventies. He was uh, such a nice guy. These all these guys were nice guys. I mean, yeah. he was telling us how you know he was uh, pitching for the Mets and he, he really wanted to get into the nineteen seventy three World Series. Just never got, never was called upon. He got up uh, in the bullpen a couple of times, but never got in the game he really wanted to do you know really want to do that but you know yeah whatever it happens and uh and then he went on after 74 he tried to come back in 79 and then he just went into coaching for a couple of organizations yeah, yeah. i i think that's the big thrill for a lot of these guys you know uh it, you just want I, I if you're not a superstar i think if you get called up you just want to get that box score you know, even it's we were talking before about Rodney McRae, who was there, the guy that ran right. through the wall and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned that he had one at bat as a Met. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think um, there was some guy, I think it's who was it? Oh, I can't think of his name now. But um, there are guys that, that just have one major league at bat, and, yeah. you know. While you say, "Oh, yeah, yeah," but you know, not not everybody can say that either. It's a, it's a really a guy such good appreciation of of the game, even at my age. Um, 
it was supposed to be a pro game. The, the amateurs against the pros was supposed to happen on Friday, but it, it was raining. So they didn't have the pro oh. game. Okay. Instead, we went into the uh, batting cage. If you wanted to go bat against the pitchers, uh, you did. So I got in against Nelson Figueroa, and uh, I got a couple of foul tips off him, which, you know, I was thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> also, hitting off Heath Bell. Now, again, I'm not laughing at you. Oh, I know. I'm I'm with you. I'm laughing at me. (laughs) Uh, Heath Bale was still throwing 85 miles an hour. And you know what? You see on TV, 80 miles an hour, 85 miles an hour. Oh, come on. You think, oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That is. (laughs) I I had no shot. No shot. And he's been out of the game for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like if you go to the carnival and you go to one of them throwing things yeah, and you throw it as hard as you can and you think, wow, I really threw that. And then it comes back. It's like 35, 40 miles exactly. an hour or something. You know, that makes you, you know, realize how fast these these uh, these pitches are coming in. There. And like you said, 85 miles an hour, that's like a rocket yes, for, for us. You know, they're used to it. Uh, a, a 90, 95, 100, you know, but uh, you see 80, 85, that's moving. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's movement too. Yes. Oh, yeah. They got me on a nice curveball, nice slider. <laughs> I, had, yeah. I had no shot. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun week. I mean, I, if, if you can do it, if anybody out there wants to, it, it's just, it's a fantastic, fantastic experience. Like I said, it was on my bucket list. Uh, you know, who knows if I'm going to go back again? I mean, people go back year after year after year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it, it's not cheap, right? And so, uh, you know, you've uh, uh, but I, you know, you could see what people do it. Maybe that's all they they that's what they save up all year for to do that. And as you said, that it gets cheaper when you go back. Yes. Yeah. Every every year you go back there, they give you an additional discount. And it's funny too because uh, I noticed again in your pictures that uh, when you had a, a tag on or a lanyard with uh, a, a tag, and uh, it had rookie and veteran on it. Exactly. And, yes. Uh, you of course were a rookie this year. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought that was interesting too, so that they can. Uh, and there's women that go too as well. There is. Then oh, oh, I forgot to mention on the the final night they have a, a Hall of Fame induction, the Fantasy Hall of Fame. Oh. So they, induct, they induct players from the Hall of Fame, and there's this uh, seventy year old woman who's in the Hall of Fame. She goes every year. Um, this year they inducted a couple of new more players, but they also inducted a couple of coaches, and it was uh, Buzz Capra, Ryan Savota. And they also inducted Joe Pignatano, who is still he's still alive. He, yeah, I think he has dementia right now or Alzheimer's. But right, his grandson right. was a player. He his grandson wow. was a player, and yeah, he, yeah. Uh, and he accepted on on his behalf and gave a very nice speech. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also, they also produce a media guide, so they put all the players in there and in their uh, little write ups. <laughs> nice, nice keepsake. That's great. That's yeah. great. And you keep the uniforms, of course. And yes. and now I noticed you were number 49. Was there any significance to that? Did you do you get to select the number or how does yeah. that work out? You get the sucking number. On my team, we had three people who wore number 12. Uh, yeah. I, as you can imagine, a lot of people were 41. 
A yeah. lot of people were yeah. 16. A lot of people were 31. I, I chose 49. And it's because I interviewed, if you remember my interview with, uh, with Ed Hearn on Baseball I... and BBQ. Right. He is very inspirational and what all the stuff he went through in his life and uh, just going through his medical his, his issues. Uh, and he, he was supposed to go this year. Again, couldn't make it because his doctor advised him not to go. And oh. he was very uh, he was upset about not going. He put that on Facebook that he, you know, he wished he was there. And yeah. I said to him, uh, I'm going to wear 49 in, in, in his honor. And that, that's what I did. So I chose number 49. Wow, that's great. That's great. I was wondering what can I because I know you're a big Tom Seaver fan. Yeah. And uh I don't know what I would take. Who would I take? You're a catcher, so maybe uh Jerry Grody or uh Yeah, it'd have to be fifteen or, or thirty-one or something, or maybe even an eight, you know? Uh, or, or, <laughs> or ten for Duffy. <laughs> or ten for Duffy. Now the, the, the catches I noticed again in your picture that the guy had a uh, a hockey mask type of thing in there. Yes. Did they yes. all have to wear that, or? Uh, he had probably had his own equipment, uh, but they do provide catcher's equipment if you're going to catch. Um, but they, yeah, they have a. a I think a, they all had a, a hockey uh, type mask. I believe. Yeah, well, I don't think I could get used to that. Mm-hmm. Like, like I can go at my knees, and <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd have to have a pinch runner, a pinch thrower. <laughs> A pitch kneeler. <laughs> I tell you, these players are out there every morning throwing batting practice to you at seven o'clock in the morning. They're out there. Wow, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. great. Well, it, it, you know, uh, like I said, it was something that I had looked into years and years ago, and and never did. And, uh, uh, wish I had, but you know, that's what happens. And. Uh, but I, I feel like I got to live it through you this week. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really great, I tell you. If if you didn't have a car down there, bus service going back and forth to the hotel, I turned into the car, so we we had a you know, transportation, not that far, but still. Oh, was, so they uh, bus you back and forth and everything? Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, mm-hmm. wow. That's great. And and uh, like you say, it's all encompassing. So when you pay, I mean, you're getting essentially breakfast, lunch, and dinner almost mm-hmm. every night, right? Yeah. And then awards and, and entertainment. So you really don't have to really go looking for anything else to do nope. or restaurants or something. Well, like you said, you, you went out with your, uh, the team, yeah. uh, your manager the first night, but, uh, that's great. And, uh, so you would do it again if you you if the possibility arises. If uh, if the timing and the finances are, are are right, I mean, like you said, it wasn't that cheap, but uh, it, it, like I said, it was a bucket list item. And look, I'm getting up there, so uh, you know, it was now or never. So. Yeah, and you got to do it. You know, it's something you always have the the memories of, and mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so glad you took a lot of pictures or pictures were taking taken of okay. you because. Uh, as you say, that's how you remember it. And, yeah, they, they uh, had a photographer on staff, and uh, so they took a they they did a hell of a job. They really did. And so, how does that work? Do they give you the pictures then, or they send you a link to a Dropbox, and they have the dates and the, the game numbers, and you just download what you, you want. Oh wow! Yeah. So it, it sounds like it's really run well, and. It is. Uh, uh you know not like the current 
not like the current Mets. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. let's if you if you have a few minutes, let's talk about the current Mets situation now. Okay. Uh, they still now they're looking for GM. They gave up on the president of baseball operations, mm-hmm. and they can't get a GM either. Nobody wants to come here. Uh, Sandy Olson met with the press and uh, had some things to say about that, and says that the people don't want to come to New York and. Uh, I think he's he's right there, but I think it's different reasonings than what he laid out. He says it's uncomfortable. It's a lot of pressure. I think that's part of it. Um, But I also think that, um, you know, people discovered they can they can make a good living and and have a good life elsewhere. Maybe they have families like Billy Bean didn't want to move him and his kids and everything. So uh, I think that's part of it. But uh, any discussion down there about the current state of the Mets when you're shooting a breeze with the guys in the clubhouse? Well, I tell you, they, uh, they're not very big on the analytics stuff. They're really not. They, you got to watch the game instead of just the uh, numbers. They weren't. Uh, and these were the pros. Um, I, I would say that they're, they're not worried. They're going to they're gonna get somebody. I mean, somebody's going to want to take this job. I mean, I'm right. not be the Billy Bean or the, the Epstein who, you know, the fans wanted, but there'll be someone there. I mean, someone's going to want this challenge. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a great opportunity. I mean, yeah. you have an, a, a, an owner with an unlimited budget and you have, a, you know, New York City. You have a, a pretty decent team right now. I mean, you've got to make some changes, obviously. You know, Conforto's gone. Um, let's see, you know, bring some new faces, see what happens. The, the core is, is still... I would say pretty good. Uh, of course, you never have enough pitching. You just never have much. You never knew. Right. You, who knew that the, the ground was going to go down? Right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, uh, you mentioned the pitching, and Justin Verlander had a uh, throwing session, uh, if you will, uh, uh, where uh, the Mets sent scouts, and uh, there's some speculation that they may talk to Verlander uh, about the you know signing a contract you know what i know he's almost 40 years old but he's been pretty durable other than the tommy john surgery now and he's coming back you could get him fairly cheap i think i'd take a chance on him because you know make it one of them deals where you can cut it yeah but it's going to cost at least 20 million dollars because uh didn't houston give him the uh, the qualifying offer yeah 18 and a half million yeah, but you know what? If he's but, maybe he's looking for a two-year deal or a three-year deal, and if you offered him for less money, he might be more apt to take something yeah. like that. You know, because um, um, they're also talking to to uh, Scott Boris, which who they'll be talking to a lot, I think, this offseason season mm-hmm. uh, between uh, um, Michael Conforto. And uh, now Chris Bryant's name has come up. Uh, right. I advocated for Chris Bryant. I, I I think it would be a good move. And uh, well, one thing we don't have to worry about is the, the snide remarks of, of, of Scott Boris. No more, uh, you know, going in the cheapy aisle in the supermarkets, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. So no more of those yes. snide remarks. That, that, <laughs> that's gone, thank, thankfully, you know. Mm. And as you said, Conforto may be gone. Uh, he rejected. They they gave him a qualifying offer, as did uh, Noah Syndergaard, and uh, Conforto rejected his. Yeah, he rejected um, like five minutes after it was given to him. 
Yeah, so I'm a, it, I'm a... So t it tells me that he might have know something is out there. You know, some teams might be interested in him. You know, some back channel discussions. Well, you know, you don't know. Boris could be telling him that and have nothing too. Right. You know, uh, I remember the famous case the, the where he cost that guy in Boston that one yeah. year. I, I keep it, keep forgetting the guy's name. Was it Drew? Yeah, Steven I think Drew so. Was, yeah, yeah, Stephen Drew, I think it was. Yeah. And talked him not into taking, I think it was 15 million that year. Uh -huh. And then he could, he never made that money back. Nope. Uh, Should have took that contract and that qualifying offer. So you don't know. He could be telling Conforto he's got, you know, suitors. And look, I think there's, there's definitely teams out there that are going to take a chance on Conforto. Mm -hmm. They know his history. They know he's a bat. I think they're going to take, you know, it's just going to uh, strike it as an off year. And, um, you know, interesting thing. I don't know. You were in Florida. If you saw the whole Chili Davis interview in uh, the post where he really uh, uh, kind of, um, let's say, uh, burned some bridges <laughs> with the Mets. Uh, mm -hmm. Very critical. Um, and he said if he was there the whole year, Conforto wouldn't have hit that bad. Right. And it's what we have been saying all season about he was too tied up with the analytics and this mm -hmm. and that uh, he didn't attack uh, the uh, replay his replacement, Quattlebaum. But what he said was that they're their philosophy was not right because their philosophy, this is according to him. And I think I got it right is uh, the process. They don't look at the results. They look at the process. If the process is good, the results should be good. But Chili Davis's whole idea was that, but the results weren't good. So the process mustn't have been good. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I think what happened with McNeil and, and Dom Smith and Conforto, and I think these guys just got, the, it was paralysis by analysis, and they got to the point they didn't know what, had no clue what they were doing at the plate. Exactly. Exactly. Like Lenny Harris was saying at the, at, at, at the fans game, see the ball, hit the ball. Yeah, I, and we've said that the whole time. We've said exactly. that all year. Yes. And I think that's where they're making uh, a huge mistake um, in in not accepting that. And I, I don't know what Alderson's philosophy is then, because that's why they say that's, you know, uh, again, that's why Chili Davis was let go because of a f philosophical differences for the most part. Mm -hmm. And, uh, his philosophy seems to line up more with our philosophy than it does the, the Mets, but it, it didn't work. It's not working for the Mets. So we'll have to see, but, um, um, you know, any thoughts on who you'd like to see him get it all and they have to move because they've got what 20 days. Uh, I'd like to see Gary Mack being the, the GM. He knows what he's doing. Gary yeah. Mack. I want you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I don't. I've applied. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they're gonna get, I'm sure they're gonna get someone competent and and, uh, and you know hopefully turn this thing around. 
I mean, yeah. you know, everybody expecting miracles after one year. Steve Cohen is, is uh, he said in his first press conference a year ago, well, I'd like to win. I'd like to win in three to five years. And it's been one year and everybody's like, oh, I'm going all crazy now. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, the CBA is the other question. Are we even going to have a baseball season? I don't, uh, I don't hear any contentious talk yet uh, from either side, but that could if there's a lockout, um, who knows? They might extend it. They might, you know, say they're not going to lock out as of December 1st. I don't know why the owners would be so quick to want to lock out right away. Uh, I, yeah, and it doesn't I don't, matter, really. It's, it's nothing's I, happening. Yeah. I think both sides should take a step back and just think about what happened last year with the, you know, the union has to re- recognize that they lost a lot of money, the owners. Mm-hmm. And uh, the owners got to recognize too that the players lost some money too in the whole deal. So um, they have the groundwork for a compromise. It's just will they compromise? You know, um, the players going to each each side feels that they need a win. I know the players have yeah. like won for many many years under Marvin Miller and Donald Fear, and, and less the less negotiation. The, the players said the owners won i mean they have it they have it in their mind about winning and losing yeah we want yeah. just a, a, a fair deal i mean yeah. there's so much money out there with all the different platforms and whatnot i mean they, they can't split it up yeah. and have everybody happy this is ridiculous and a strike or no season is just gonna it's gonna alienate more people mm-hmm. absolutely and and it, that's not gonna be any good for the game nope and, uh, you know, one of the issues they talk about is a free agency because neither side is happy with that. Uh, and one thing the owners suggested was 20, making it an age at 29 and a half, that won't which is fine. But the union says that that's it's not fair because if you get and I can see the point. If yeah. you come up at 19, like a Juan Soto, a Soto exactly. you're with the team 10, 10 years. Right. right now he's what six or six or seven he could become a free agent yeah um i don't know yeah. i think they have to to make some sort of compromise with that maybe make it uh 27 and three years with a team you know or at least ten, three years or something like that right. maybe that's you what they what? have to do yeah, yeah, who knows how that's going to work? I mean, teams can also manipulate that, keeping the players down there in the uh, yeah, yeah, that's longer. True too. Who knows? They wanted to change the playoff format, they want more teams, which would kind of kind of disincentivize, right? Uh, playing the players right. more because you get more teams in the playoffs. So it's just you know, it's they need some some smart people going there, and I don't just I don't trust Rob Manfred. So that's you know, <laughs> well, you know, my thoughts on that, yes. <laughs> Well, my friend, I, I am so glad that you got to do this uh, uh, fantasy camp, and I'm so glad you joined joined us today and uh, to talk about it because I think it's something different that the fans don't hear about on all the other podcasts, and uh, it, it's just I, I enjoyed it immensely, and uh, thank you for coming on today. Well, thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. And don't forget to go listen to uh, Jeff's podcast with his good buddy, Len Aperman. 
and that's baseball and bbq and uh uh, le- uh jeff you want to give the address sure baseball and bbq.weebly.com or on your favorite podcast service we did a special show recently uh try to get Gil Hodges into Hall of Fame, that's episodes 106 and 108. And we had you yourself on, which was a great interview. You were on with Irene Hodges, which was a fantastic interview with Irene. And uh, yeah, you were great. Uh, great perspective. Uh, well, thank you. But uh, Irene was fantastic. And, and I feel almost honored to be on the same show with her. Uh, <laughs> she was she was a great interview and, and yeah. really enjoyed listening to the stories about everything. And uh, yeah. let's hope that Gil gets in this time. We'll know. Uh, when is it? December 5th, I think. Yes. December 5th. So, uh, you know, write your uh, congressman or yeah, <laughs> whatever you got to write. Go on social uh, media, hashtag baseball thing, put Gil in, you know, do it, do what you have to do. Yeah, does it, do we know who's on this committee at all, or is it a secret committee? I think it's a secret committee. Oh boy, yeah, I hate those things. I know. All right, well, Jeff, thanks again for coming on. Uh, I, and I'm so glad you're back home safe and injury free, and uh, uh, you know, got a lot of massages and nice and rested yeah. up for the for the podcast wars now as we. <laughs> come into a dead part of the season so thank you again you're welcome it was fun and thank you all for tuning into this episode of Mets Musings and I'll be back uh, next time and until then uh, please hit the subscribe button and if you're watching on YouTube please go and hit the like button that keeps the YouTube people happy and uh, makes me happy as well and helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners. So until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. <laughs>